it's, it's such an honor to be, uh, to be a part of this family and to, uh, to get to know people like Dean. Dean is really funny. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, actu he's actually funnier than his dad. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we, we've all come from different places, but, uh, you know, and some of us have accents, and some of you guys have accents, I don't. <laughs> and uh, Jessica has an accent. <laughs> and, uh, but can I just, I just want to honor, I want to honor the leaders of this house, I want to honor Pastor Brent and, uh, and Sharon, thank you. Thank you for giving us your best so we can express what God has put in our hearts. Thank you. Pastor Kevin and Donna, thank you for being so amazing. Um, you are, uh, uh, you've challenged me. Um, and a lot of what I'm going to speak about today, we've had many conversations over the last three years since I came here, uh, just concerning community and concerning family and doing life together. So I, uh, I just want to honor you, Pastor John and Lorna. <laughs> you guys just, uh, you, uh, you love me like family, right? And so uh, I, I want to honor you for that. All our elders and our church family, uh, when I walk in here, I know that you have my best and I have your best. And that's what family is. So can I say thank you to all of you. You guys are amazing. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit today about community um, and what Jesus says about community. Um, uh, I have learned a lot about community since I came here. Uh, it's been modeled to me in, in, in many, many ways. And I'm just so excited uh, to be able to share what God has put in my heart concerning community with all of us this morning. Um, if we, let's, I'm going to go through some scripture this morning, John 17, 20 to 22, we're going to go through Matthew 25, 23, and 1 Peter 5 and 5, and Acts 2, um, 1 to 4. Um, Community was the heart of Jesus. That everything that he did, and when you go through scripture, you read through a people engaged in community. From Genesis to Revelation, we find a people engaged in community. And sometimes it's messy, and sometimes it's difficult, it's difficult and sometimes it's hard. And sometimes it's really, really, really slow to do life with people that, that don't want to do life with you. But we find that throughout all scripture. So uh, um, Kevin would say this, community is massive. Every time I talk to him, he goes, Willis, that is massive. We've got to get that. <laughs> and so because it's massive, I think it's really, really important that as family this morning, we have a really honest conversation concerning community. 
and doing life together. Because here is the thing, that you were never created and you didn't sink into this world and you didn't just appear one day to be here, that God made you for community. That Christianity outside of a community does not work. The best way you can walk your Christian walk is to walk it inside community with people that love you and people that care about you. John 17, here we go. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Just as you and I in me and I in you, may they also be as so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Um, don't worry, we're going to talk a little bit. It's going to be honest, it's going to be hard, but I promise you I'm African, I have to preach still. So I'm going to preach. Just, just stay with me. <laughs> Doing life together is something that we don't even talk about because it's not even something that we are built for. When you look around our culture, our Western culture is designed to have you think about yourself and everything is about you and everything you do is about you and nobody else matters. That is not in the Bible. If that is the way you as a brother and a sister are doing life today, you're not even in the story of the Bible. And it's really, really important that you get back into the story. When we talk about culture, when we talk about community, when we talk about doing life, we're talking about something that goes against everything that is inside of you. And that's the reason why when we talk about community, people run away, literally, because nobody wants to engage with nobody. We care about ourselves. You know, we live in, a, we live in these neighborhoods where I, you know, most of us have never seen our neighbors. Because people get in their vehicles, and their garage opens, and they drive out. I don't even know where they go. And then they drive back in in the evening, and they drive in. That's my neighbor. I've never seen him. I've only seen him once yelling at my kids. <laughs> Community puts a demand on you and it puts a demand on me to be vulnerable. Community puts a demand on you, and community puts a demand on me to be authentic. That means to be real. It is impossible to do community outside of being real. 
Because then what we have is these walls we've built up and we only allow people to see us on the mountaintop and nobody knows what goes on in our lives. I bet you this morning there are people even sitting in this room that, in, that, that, are, that are going through struggles and pain and things that are really difficult and nobody knows about it. Because culture has told you that for you to be a strong person, you have to do it on your own. Well, this morning I'm going to tell you this, that God made you for community. You need my best, and I need your best. If there's anything I want you to leave this morning, uh, understanding and getting a hold of is this, that God, that you need my best, and I need your best. Community works all the time. You are never created to do life outside of community. It works every single time. It doesn't make sense, it just works. I have lived it. I'm gonna share some stories today. This is not a movie for me. I have lived this. I have seen the faithfulness of God day in and day out. As I've come before people and I've said, I'm gonna do life with you, that means you have permission to speak into my life. And so we're here today because a man named Brent Bothwick, he decided that he valued people so much and that he loved God so much and he valued community so much that he paid the price to allow you and I to sit here in this church today because he understood that without community, there is no windward. We live in a culture that tells you that you're the king of the castle or the queen of the castle. I don't even know what that means, but I think it pretty much means your life is about yourself and nothing else matters. I don't know. That everything is about you. That your life and the choices you make in your life have nothing to do with anybody else and you don't care who you step over to get to the next level. Because everything is about you. We live in a culture where it's so difficult that people would rather be found spending time with their dogs than going to the hospital to visit a family member who's dying. That is reality. We live in a culture where I hear this all the time. You talk to people and it's like, hey, Pastor Kevin needs a babysitter because he has to go and see, uh, he has to go and visit somebody at the hospital. And we get a response like this. I have a date with Jesus. I don't have time. I don't get it. I don't get it. When your life becomes about you doing what you always do and looking the way you're looking and being the way you're being every day and you have no regard for those that God will put in front of you, you have completely missed it. Because you need my best. 
I need your best. And I think that we have come to a time that for the next level and what God has for us here at Windward as a community, that we have to embrace this thing that we call family and this thing that we call relationship and this thing that we call community and doing life together. We have to embrace it with all of our hearts. And trust that in the process, he's got your heart. He's got my heart. That he is for you and not against you. That he purposed when he created you and put you here. He put you here to live in family because God puts a solitary in family. If you're here this morning and your struggle has been, I can't do family, I can't do life. Every day you have an excuse why you can't show up and help your brother or your sister. This morning the challenge is before you. Will you connect with the kingdom of heaven and live life in community? The best of you, the best of you, and the best of what God has for you is locked up in community. Nobody ever got anywhere without somebody. We need each other. We need community. We need community. We need community. I need your best. You need my best. Walls down. So you can look into my life and speak into me. You can come to church all your life. And you can jump every day and still go home lonely. You can go to a life group, you can eat a meal around the kitchen table, and you can hear us talk and say, real change happens around the kitchen table, and you can leave the house and still be lonely. Why? Because you're not engaged. Why? Because you've got walls up. Why? Because you're protecting you. Why? Because your life is about you and you alone. And that today God will say, you are never created to do life alone. And that Christianity outside the community, it doesn't work. <coughs> Are we okay? Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to make you happy. It's okay. Just stay with me a little while, and uh, I've heard somebody say, and in many times that we we live in uh, uh, in a microwave generation that we want it, and we want it our way, and we want it now. True community requires that you be patient with me. While I get to know you and trust you, that you be patient with me. It requires that, that you sit with me, even when I'm not saying anything, but just be there. Because you love me that much, and because you've got what I need. And maybe I've got what you need. It's just locked up in here, because I've grown up with a place that has told me. Life was always about me, and nothing else mattered. When we talk about community, 
because of how we've been raised up. And the things you watch in TV that you think are real, concerning community, as a banjo baloney. It hasn't worked. It doesn't work. That is why half of Hollywood is divorced every day because they're not in community. Because your best chance at doing relationship and doing it well is always going to be in the context of community. Doing life with people that love you and care for you and see the best in you and call the gold out of you. That's the only chance you have. And most of us would rather have connection with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram than stay in relationship, in community, in accountability. Most of us would rather be seen than be found at the kinsman society serving where nobody sees you. Would rather be seen that be found downstairs on a Sunday morning, serving with a glad and joyful heart. Most of us would rather have a microphone than be in submission or learn responsibility of being a son or a daughter. I need your best. You need my best. That's how it works. Most of us would rather go to a quick fix and go to a deliverance and be, be delivered in a, minute, in a minute than come into family and allow family to walk you through the process so that the deliverance ministry that just happened is sustained. And all the while, we think we've got this bad. And that is why we have people that cycle, go through cycles for their entire life. The cycles and the things that you struggle with, that they were only intended to be broken in community. Because I need his best, and he needs my best. And because we need, we need each other, we need each other. Pastor Brent gives us his best. Do you bring your best? Because we need that. The promise that God has for you, the destiny and the purpose on your life, because he said, I know the things, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Those are good thoughts. Thoughts to bring you hope and peace and a perfect outcome. But all those thoughts and everything that God has for you is found in community. And so we have a generation of people who spend hours and hours and hours on the threshing floor seeking the presence of God, but they refuse to get a job. Because God said, God speaks through people. Maybe you just didn't hear God right. And I'm not saying that's bad to do. If God tells you to do that, just go ahead and do it. But don't come and ask for money. Get a job. 
And that's what community does for you. That we get to be real. And when I'm real with Jeremy, and I can speak into his life, and he can speak into my life, together in unity, we bring the best to God. All these things are talking about. I think Pastor Kevin gave me, gave me the words for it. I love community, but the words to put, you know, concerning community, he just brought language to it and it made so much more sense to me. And so, uh, um, <laughs> the prayer of Jesus was that you and I would be in community, right? The prayer of Jesus was that Kelly and I would stay in community. It was that you and I would learn to do life well together. It was that you and I, you giving me your best, and me giving you your best, coming together in unity and presenting our best to Jesus, that breakthrough is locked up there. Sustained revival will always happen in the context of community. There is no way to keep going and you can jump and you can shout as loud as you want and you can think you're in revival. But unless you're in community, you're not even in revival. A sustained move of God always involves community. A people of God that love you and are for you and believe in you. I love this thing we call community because I've seen what God has done in my life through community. <coughs> the story, you guys know, in Genesis, God created Adam and he made Eve. The triune God, community. He made Adam, and he created all the animals of the field, and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. That from the very beginning, God said community was a big deal to him. That community was massive to him. So much so. So much of the story, that, you know, when man fell, community was disconnected. Right? And, and so, that, so the story of redemption is a story of God trying to work out a plan for you and I to come back together into community. The story of the Bible was a story of a people in search of community. A story of a people trying to do life the best they knew how in the Old Testament with what they had. Trying every day to do the best they could with what they had. And then came the man from Galilee. His name was Jesus. And when the man from Galilee came, his purpose and mandate was restore you and I back to him in community. And maybe this is really hard for some of you. But this is what is going to take you to the next level. There are no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. Pastor Kevin talks about process all the time. The best way for you to go through process in your life is in the context of a healthy community. 
And so on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes. All the disciples were gathered in one place. That's Acts 1, Acts 2, 1, 1 to 4. And suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house. And from out of the heavenly realm, the roar of the wind was so overpowering, it's all they could, it's, it's, it, it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire and engulfed each one of them. They were filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned before. That is a representation of what happens when you're united in a community. Because in the Jewish culture, when you'd find them in the house, they will always be around the kitchen table talking about their day, having community with each other, talking about the real stuff that really matters. And the Bible says it was in that moment the Holy Spirit came over the community. This is a big deal. You and God, we pray for household salvations. How does God do that? In unity together. You have my best. I have your best. We're standing united. We're trusting together. We're crying out together. We are, we are, we are focused together. We are intentional together. That God shows up and we have a mass revival in homes. So when I tell you, come and be a part of a life group. I need you to come, but I need you to engage. That means you have to become vulnerable and allow us to see what's in your heart. It was in community. That the Holy Spirit came. Then out of community, everybody was touched. Person to person to person to person and that nobody was left out. You read the story. It was out of community. And some of your biggest miracles will happen inside our community. In community, the Holy Spirit came. In community, he touched everybody in that community. In community, we still talk about it today because they were in community when he came. So I remember this young girl I met a few years ago and she comes to my house at five in the morning and she talks to my son and tells my son, I went to the doctor yesterday. I've been given three months to live. And what's happening to my brain, the doctor said, at any moment from now, I could lose all my brain function and every capacity to remember anything. And I had to go and tell all my friends about this before that happened to me. And so she came to community and said, this is where I'm at. 
And we all got up and we got around her. And for a season, we walked with her. And we believed with her. And we trusted God with her. And then we were going to Africa. And she said, I want to go to Africa too. But the doctors have told her, you cannot fly. You can live, not leave the continent because you have three months. And anything could happen anytime. You lose all your memory and die. So this woman in the community were praying together. And we hear God together. And we say, yes, you come. God's got you. So she goes home and she prepares to go to Africa. And our pastor at the moment said, we need a letter. We're not going to be responsible. And I told him, no, we are family. I will be responsible. I will take the responsibility. And so she goes, so she comes to Africa with us. And her condition was so bad, if she was looking at you, she will see you sitting like this. And they were saying that her brain cells were dying so quickly that if she went to sleep one night, it wasn't guaranteed she'd wake up the following morning. So she comes to Africa, and we go to this little church. They needed our best, and we needed their best. A church of 20-some people. We go there and right in the service, a man of God in the family stands up and say, when we were praying, I saw the hand of God come down from heaven and, and, and go right into your brain and pull something out. And this man had no idea what was going on. In community, we are trusting. In community, we are persistent. In community, we are believing. In community, we refuse to be denied because now I've got your best on my side. Now I've got your faith on my side. Now I've got you pushing me to the next level. Now I've got now, now oh, in community. We went home that night. She woke up at uh, 8 in the morning. <coughs> And came running to her room and said, I can see straight. And so then we carried on. She had to learn because she was used to seeing things like this. This was difficult for her. So she would be like walking like this. And every day in community, it got better. And every day in community, it got better. And every day we were believing. And every day we were trusting. And every day we were declaring in community the good work that God has started. He must finish because he is God and he's not a man. He has never lied in community. We got on the flight and got back home. And she went straight to the doctor. And for the, the, in Vancouver, and she says for the first time in his practice of over 40 years, he was going to reverse a diagnosis. And he said, I don't know what happened to you, but your brain is better than that of a brand new baby. In community. In community. We went to Africa. We brought our best. We needed their best. And together united as family, we were able to push into heaven. Together united as family, we were able to believe and trust. We needed their faith, and they needed our faith. We needed their tenacity. They needed ours. And together in unity, we called on a God that heals today. And God showed up in community. God always shows up 
in community. It is impossible to gather the people of God with one purpose and one mind, united in spirit, and not have God show up. He always shows up. Because uh, you always, you always needed my best. And, and because I always, I always needed your best. I always needed your best. We need each other. The invitation this morning from Pastor Brent out of Pakistan was for you to participate in community. It was like, I'm here. You need my best. I need all of your best. And together, united. You don't have to ever get on a plane. But I can tell you this. In community, his reward will be your reward too. Community is massive. And I think that <coughs> and I think that's the reason why <laughs> we don't talk about community enough. I do. I don't know. <laughs> that's all I talk about. I don't know talk about anything else. I just because I just love people. Like I love people. And like sometimes I just I honk at people. Ask my daughters. I honk at people just to say hi, because I just love people. I hung, I roll my window, and I just go like this and smile. And I drive by, and you can look at them go like this. Like, community was massive to God. It was such a big deal. It was such a big deal. And that's why it's so hard. There's always something better for you to be doing. Because you can connect with your friends on Facebook. But how is it that we can have a thousand friends and still be lonely? You were never created to have all your friends on Facebook. That doesn't work. You've never met them, you'll never meet them. They don't care about you. They only see your mountain tops. You only see their mountain tops. Community never works that way. Real community, we're just gonna have butter chicken, man. And we're gonna talk about what's going on and what's happening in your life. And are you excited about the baby coming? And how can we come alongside you as community? How can we help you as you prepare for your, for your child to arrive? That is what family does. Not on Facebook. Congratulations, Chris. Amazing. <laughs> because Facebook costs you nothing. You love it. Authentic community will cost you something. Because that means... Maybe, just for an hour, 
you have to walk away from your TV and maybe just for an hour that your computer is not that important and maybe just for a few minutes that your dog is not the center of your world that maybe just for a minute it cost you something community authentic community will cost you something but it works all the time you can keep your facebook that's fine but you still have to be in community in real time in real life. We love our city. We want to see our city transformed. We want to see older growth transformed. How are we going to do that without community? The only thing in your life that was free was that God would bankrupt heaven for you. And everything else after that, there's a price to it. Which means, if you want to pray, you actually have to get up and pray. And sometimes... You go to church and you hear people telling you, I've never connected with anybody. What is going on? Not our church, because we're amazing here. And I mean that. I just think we are on a journey and this journey we're in is really amazing. And if we'll get this and keep going where we're going, history will be written concerning you and I. That generations to come, they will know there was a Kevin Study and there was a Sharon Bothwick, and they existed and they lived now in Older Grove. And they'll talk about you the same way we're talking about the men of faith who have gone before us. But we've got to stay together in community. And this thing is so hard in the church that every time somebody gets really, really close to you, you get up and you go to another church because you're offended. And you move from church, and you move from church, and you move from church, and you go from church to church, but nothing changes. Because God just wants you to go and be faithful in doing what he told you to do in the first place. That was his plan for you. Community is messy, but if you stick through the mess and you walk through the mess and you trust God who is not messy. We don't put our, we don't put our trust in people. We put our trust in God. So it doesn't matter how messy community is, that God always shows up. In a messy community, that the Jordan River what happened? In a messy community, man after God's own heart, David was his name. In a messy community, God shows up, messy or not, because God created you for community. Community is the choice. It's not something you just stumble into. You actually have to choose to love people you don't really have nothing in common with. 
I don't ski, I don't like snow, but I love you all. I had the call. I like it really warm. <laughs> Community works when you're humble, you're teachable, and you're transparent. Humble, teachable, and transparent. Community doesn't work when you allow me to only hear what you want me to hear and everything else nobody else knows about. And so then you come and say, I've tried this thing we call community. It never works for me. That's a waste of my time. Every Sunday morning after church, I'm going out for lunch because it was an inconvenience for your life. But everything worth pursuing will cost you something. Everything worth pursuing will cost you something. And community requires that you have faith in a perfect God while you walk through the journey and journey with people that are not perfect. That is where grace is released. Is when you step out and say, I'm going to walk with you. And this looks really messy, but his grace will come and carry through the process in community. And you are changed forever because you always needed my best and I always will need your best. I remember just about finished. I'm going to preach in about five minutes, then we'll be done. <laughs> I remember, Pastor Kevin, don't look at your watch. I'm African. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I remember the first time I took my wife home to meet my family. I brought all my kids, and, uh, um, and we were supposed to go uh, to this church service, two church services on a Sunday morning. and. And we were like two hours late leaving the house. And the church was uh, probably 10 minutes away, but our roads is about two hours away. And, uh, um, and so we get in the car and we're driving to go see these people, to, to go to church. And my, my dad sees this guy. And the guy didn't see him. And he goes and pulls over and stops and says, I must talk to them. And Linda looks at him and says, Dad, he didn't even see you. We're already late. He said, no, it doesn't matter where, whether he saw me or not. I have to talk to him. He gets out of the car and talks to him for an hour. And there are people on the other side waiting for us in church. Because in the, at that time, the most important thing in, 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 in his life at that time with this guy was that they have an encounter in community. Nothing else mattered. 
And so we went to church, and they've been waiting for us for a long time, and they were okay with it because they know surely there must have been somebody you needed to talk to. So it doesn't really matter. So we were like, we, we were like two, two hours late for this service, and then the next church, we were like three hours late. And they were all sitting there from seven in the morning waiting for us to arrive because they knew that we value community, and they value community. And if you need me, I'm going to be there, and on hill can wait, and it's okay. And all through my life growing up, I never had anything I called my own. I've shared with Pastor Kevin years ago, it was always ours. We didn't have a language for my own. This is mine. It was always, it's ours. It's our responsibility. So in our village, we were the only family that had a vehicle. And everybody in the, in the village, when they needed to get somewhere, they showed up and needed a ride. When they were pregnant, have to go to the hostel, they showed up. When they're sick, it doesn't matter what time of day or night it is, they showed up. And my father would get up and take him there because we were family. And that's what family does. And so when your life becomes so busy and everything you're doing in your life occupies everything in your life that you have no time for things that count for eternity, you have missed it. Gentlemen and ladies, you have completely missed it. I'm going to prove that to you right now. In Matthew, Matthew 5, 25, says this. Therefore, <coughs> if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your, leave your gift. Leave your gift in front of the altar and go fast and be reconciled to them and then come. I got some gifts here, and I'm going to bring them before God, because God and I have a date, and we're just going to hang out today. And so I come, and God and I, I'm bringing my gifts, and I remember that I haven't had opportunity to make things right with your hand. And God will say, this is so important to me that you come to me from out of a community, united and one, that I want you to go back and make, those, make that right, then come back and offer your gift to me. This is so important that his gift, that, 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 that relationship was so important to him that he said, nothing else matters. Would you go back, make things right? I'll always be here. I'm not going anywhere. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I desire that you walk in community. I desire that you live in oneness. I desire I desire that you love one another. I desire. If we say we love him and have no love for the people that he'll put in front of you, the Bible says we don't even love him to begin with. This was so important to him. He said, I'm here for you. Heaven was bankrupt for you. 
My eyes, my, my arms are still wide open. Grace is still flowing. But for you to come in community with me, for you to come and have an encounter with me, I need you to go and make things right and come back in community united. It's a big deal. It's massive. <coughs> and so it was out of this place that I remember I got too much to go. I'm going to bring this to a close. <laughs> I need you in my life and you need me in my life. We need people in our lives that can be honest with us and talk to us and be real to us and walk with us. <coughs> It's not about having a meal after Sunday. It's God's, the community goes deeper than that. And sometimes we've been hurt by people. And we've been disappointed in people. We take the same pain and disappointment and bring, we bring them into the house of God. So we walk around every Sunday morning just looking like we're looking. Whatever that means to you. It was such a big deal to God that he gave the best of himself in the man from Galilee, Jesus, to restore you back to community. And that your change, your sustained change around the kitchen table will go deeper than just the food you're eating. And will go deeper than just the casual conversations you're having. That God would want you to have conversations that count for eternity. God will have you to go places that will, that, that, that will trigger something in your spirit. And everything that you're battling with will come and be washed away in community. And you'll have people around you. That can walk you through the process. You need community, not deliverance. God, God designed for you and I to be strengthened and encouraged through community, that the best ministries that will stand the test of time, they were birthed in community, and they have a community of people around them. If you don't believe that, make an appointment with Pastor Brent and talk to him. This ministry, I've had him share, was birthed out of community that God would give him a word, and he had to be patient, and he couldn't move until God said move, and he waited until... The time was right, and he was released with a community of people from that church on Gladwin behind him. At least that's how I get it. Your best effort in ministry alone doesn't cut it. You need community. Because you always need my best. I will always need your best. How are we doing? 
this was so massive that the man, the man Jesus, the man from Galilee, let's talk about him for a little bit. Right? Let's talk about the man from Galilee as we come to a close. And this is what happened. At 12 years old, you know, he was ready for ministry. <coughs> and he was found in the temple asking questions and listening. And his parents were wowed. And then here's what the, what, what the Bible says. It's in Luke. So it's uh, uh, Luke, Luke 2, 46, 52. It says that after three days, they found him in the temple sitting among teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said, son, why have you treated us like this? Because remember... Uh, a, a few chapters earlier, they had left, gone home, and found out he wasn't with them. He stayed behind, right? Um, um, and we, why were you searching for me? Jesus asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying. Then he went down to Nazareth with his parents, with them, and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all things in her heart, all these things. And Jesus, he grew in wisdom, and Jesus grew in stature, and Jesus grew in favor with God and with man. Jesus, the man from Galilee, submitted himself to the leadership in his life, his parents, and he went back. Jesus, the man from Galilee, submitted himself to the leadership in his life, his community. He went back to Nazareth with his parents. He was a son of God. This is why community is massive. Listen to me. He went back home and he got, he grew in wisdom. He got the best out of the wise. He grew in stature. And he grew in favor. He got the best out of his community. And he gave the best to his community. The man Jesus. The man Jesus. Man, Jesus lived for 33 years. 30 years was spent in community training. For three years of ministry. For three hours of purpose to say it is finished. That is what community does. Community works when you're humble and patient and go through the process. 33 years, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
33 years, the man who made it possible for you and I have to be here this morning. 33 years, that's all he had. And 30 of those was spent in preparation for a three-year ministry. And that his purpose will be three hours. And he said it is finished. And everything, everything that has tormented you. And everything that has kept you down. And all the demonic forces that you have encountered. That Jesus, when he said it was finished, everything was finished. It's not a trick statement. He said it was finished. That your sin was wiped away. Through repentance and grace, you stepped into the kingdom of God. To have the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. There is no deal like that. You can travel the world around and back. You'll never find a deal like that. That a man from Galilee. That the God of heaven. He'll bankrupt heaven for you and I. To encounter true purpose. And to have community in oneness. There is no deal like that because God knew we are stronger together than we'll ever be apart. That I need your best. You need my best. <clears throat> I cannot parent my children without your best. I need your best. I don't have what it takes to carry the mandate he's put on my life without your best. We need people. So in community, that God, <coughs> that God has allowed you and I to have each other's best. And I know that maybe this is not um, a really happy message, but I just feel that, I feel like this is where we're going. That I really, really, really do need your best. And that what we're believing God for, and what God is doing around the world through what's happening here, if, we've never, if we've, you've never needed my best, you need it today. For such a time as this, your best and my best, in unity, in oneness, walking before God. And seeing our entire city transformed. You can shout if you want. <laughs> so it's in community. It's in community. It's in community. It is in community. A real, authentic community. And it works all the time. Because for me in community, I learned this, that there was power in the name of Jesus. I learned that the name of Jesus can destroy every yoke. 
And I learned that the name of Jesus can cancel every sickness. I learned there was power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. In community, I learned there was nothing impossible with God. In community, I learned that no weapon that was formed against you or I will prosper. In community, I learned that God of the impossible is on my side. And I can call on, on the God of the impossible to see the impossible become possible in Jesus name. I learned about a man from Galilee. I learned about the strength that comes from community. I learned about a God who never fails in community. I learned about a God who is able to do exceedingly. He's able to do abundantly. I learned from a God who's been faithful from generation to generation. Ask me for a continent, I'll give it to you. Ask me for a nation, I'll give it to you. Ask me for a city, I'll give it to you. Ask me for a country, I'll give it to you. Because you need my best and I need your best. I learned from a God who says that the cut on a thousand hills, they belong to you. I learned that the blessings of a thousand times, they belong to you. I learned from a God who says there's breakthrough for you in every situation. I learned from a God who says if you came here with a need, the answer is on the way today in Jesus' name. I learned to call on the name of Jesus, to speak on the name of Jesus, to say the name of Jesus, to declare the name of Jesus over every situation that he is God. Because community always works. And Christianity out of community is hard. That's why you need my best. And I need your best. And so I learned. <laughs> we sing this all the time. In the community I learned to go right into the enemy's camp, to step right into Pharaoh's camp. I learned to take back. I learned to repossess. I learned that every place that I've put my foot, that God will give it to me. And I learned that from generation to generation, this God, he has never failed anybody. I learned that the righteous have never been forsaken and the righteous don't have any life. I learned that the impossible were possible before God and I learned to use the name of Jesus in every situation. You can use it. You can use it. You can use it with the strength of the community behind you. With the support of your community you can use the name of Jesus. With the wisdom of your community you can use it. And I learned, I learned that I needed your best. And you need my best.
and that some of us have come here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and gone home alone to deal with the same problems Sunday after Sunday alone. Welcome home to Windward. You need my best. I need your best. There is no shortcuts in the kingdom. But the beauty of the story of redemption was that he made provision for you and I to love each other so much. And my love for you in, in, in terms of how I do community or deal with you would mirror my love with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because I cannot say I love him if you leave this place with the same struggle and the same need and lonely. And I feel this morning the opportunities before us, the pain of the past and the heartache that you've carried from church to church that God has brought you home. You can be vulnerable. It is okay. He's going to carry your heart even if you are in an imperfect community. God is still a perfect God. And God put you here for such a time as this. Because we need you for what God has called this ministry to accomplish. So if you're here this morning and you're struggling with unforgiveness, and if you're here this morning that this thing called community just rubs you the wrong way, and this message really rubbed you the wrong way because I didn't shout the way I always shout, then God is saying, I want to commune with you. I want you to bring all your talents and I want you to bring all your gifts before me. But before you do that, I need you to come in oneness in community. Walls down, humble, and work things out. If you're here this morning and you, you don't even know what community means, what it looks like, and you feel so scared today, I want to give you an opportunity to come to, to come to the front or we're going to pray with you. And if I can have the ministry team up there at the front. God is here to meet every need. You don't have to run anymore. And you don't have to hide anymore. And that the word community doesn't have to sit so wrong in your spirit. You should be, you should be happy and rejoice when we talk about community. If you're here today, that God wants to touch you. So I'm going to pray. And the ministry team is here. And you guys just make your way up here. And receive the ministry of the Lord and the healing of God into your life. So, Father, we thank you for family. And, God, we thank you for community. 
And Father, we thank you that you created us for community, God. That Father would love, that we would learn how to love one another, God, and walk with each other, God. So Father, this morning, I just release your peace into every soul, every heart here this morning, oh God. Lord, I pray for every need <coughs> represented here today, God, that you'll meet according to your riches and glory. We bless you today, God, and we thank you for this family windward, God, and we thank you for what you're doing, God, and Father, we thank you for breakthrough in our lives, dear God. We bless you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.